Hey guys, this is Pete. Before we start the show, I just wanted to give a quick shameless plug for my debut novel entitled Frankenstein A Life Beyond. It's the first direct sequel to Mary Shelley's classic and follows Ernest Frankenstein, the sole survivor of the original book. Like mystery, adventure, romance, horror, then this is the ebook for you. Check it out today on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and my website, EnceladusLiterary.com. That's E N C E L A D U S Literary.com. Thanks. Now on with the show. Welcome to Hindsight is 2020, a show where we look at anything in this world and arrogantly say how we'd fix it. And I can prove it with my usual flawless logic. These two idiots. <laughs> we give our thoughts on movies and TV shows that should or should not have been. Remember when we froze your semen? You said if it didn't look like you were coming back, we should try to make you a son so that a part of you could live forever. Oh, sure. With your host, Pete. Right, okay, people, you have to tell me these things, all right? I've been frozen for 30 years, okay? Throw me a frickin' bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. Okay, no problem. And Greg. Allow myself to introduce myself. My name is Richie Cunningham. And this is my wife, Oprah. And we slowly and mercilessly beat our subject to death. In exactly five days, we will be $100 billion richer. <laughs> and we're recording about Austin Powers. So, Austin Powers, the film series starring Tom Cruise, Gwyneth Paltrow, Danny DeVito, Kevin Spacey, and Steven Spielberg, with a special guest cameo by Britney Spears, was a... With Britney Spears? With Britney Spears! <laughs> Late 90s phenomenon that went into the first part of the decade and... Well, we're the here. First one, the first one was 97, second one was 99, third one was O. Two, two or three? Two, I believe. Two. Okay. Yeah. So Austin Powers. Should it? Could it? <laughs> can it come back again? Discuss amongst yourself. <laughs> Here are my thoughts initially on this issue of Austin Powers. Uh well. You should just do the NPR tone for the rest of the show. 
I think I will. And now we're going to talk about Austin Powers, but first we're going to cut to a jazz sequence based on a blues sequence based on a jazz sequence from the 1940s that was originally based on a skiffle sequence based on a jazz sequence. It only lasts 29 and a half minutes. And when we return for Dave and B and Cooley and his study of this weekend's upcoming films that no one will see because they're in two theaters in New York. NPR welcomes you back to Austin Powers. Okay. Oh, wow. Good segue. Okay. <laughs> I'm high on Benadryl right now, folks. Uh, Woo! Woo! <laughs> so, Austin Powers, there's always been talk since Goldmember of coming back, but yep. as far as we know, Mike Myers is done with it. Well, uh, he may have shot himself in the foot with this, let's be honest, when, uh, and again, I don't remember what year this travesty happened, the Love Guru came out. It goes 708 somewhere. Yeah, where it was, uh, from everything I've heard, kind of playing in a similar vibe as Austin Powers, only much, much worse. Well, it was a Mike Myers vibe, which he certainly gained his own type of thing. So, I guess we're here to say, should Mike Myers come back and do Dr. Evil and Goldmember and Fat Bastard and Austin Powers and somebody new? Or is Austin Powers above that, or can Austin Powers be elevated above that to just become a parallel spoof series to the Bond series? Yeah, I was going to say, and let's go back to where this thing really started, which was spoofing the Bond movies. Uh, Specifically, they took a lot of stuff from, they took some stuff from the Connery era of Bond, but a lot more from the uh, Roger Moore and even some of the Pierce Bronson um, era Bond uh, than anything. And actually, according to Daniel Craig, that's one of the reasons. The the Pierce Bronson He's yes. gonna t- the Pierce Bronson's gonna he's got a, a death wish. He's got a death wish. Brosnan. Yeah, there we go. Cooler. I, I know names. Charles Pierce Bronson <laughs> has a death wish as Bond. Hey yo, I'm here for King and Country. Uh, <laughs> Queen and Country. Dang it, I can't say anything right. Anyways. Uh where was I going? What was I talking about? I don't know, you were talking about Oh, Daniel Craig. Okay, yes. Daniel Craig. Uh has said that part of the reason that we now have the Bond incarnation that we have is because of the Austin Powers movies. The makers of uh, Bond uh, kind of flamed out with um, Pierce in, uh, I believe, 02, if that was the same year as Goldmember. Uh, I think that was the last one entry that he was in. And then there was a uh, multiple-year lag until 06 when the first uh, Craig entry dropped. And they kind of came to the conclusion, um, yeah, these films have so successfully spoofed our character and the stuff that we've done. If we go back and we try to do more stuff in that vein, we're going to look kind of ridiculous. We're going to be basically spoofing the spoof. And so they decided on going back to the source material and saying, well, Bond in the books is more kind of dark and serious and that type of thing, and we want to make this kind of a more realistic, quote-unquote, take. And um, kind of got that trend rolling, I think, with the Batman Begins film, and that trend just kind of continued through several franchises in the uh, mid-2000s. But... Yeah, um, that's how we ended up with the Daniel Craig Bond and the more serious Bond. It's 
by their own admission because of Austin Powers. So I, you know, they, they very successfully spoofed what they were trying to make fun of. So is Austin Powers considered a universe in and of itself by after three movies is there enough of a story just in austin powers that they don't have to be a spoof anymore or this is what i fear is that if it does come back we're going to be talking about the date movie hero movie uh you know seltzer friedberg parody world that we live in it's just garbage flop where it's nothing but what hot movies are out that are uh, popular today. Let's do a spoof of a particular scene from that movie, and it's Epic Movie Five. Oh God! <laughs> All started with scary movie, but it is it going to become that where we're just going to Austin Powers to see a spoof of now the Daniel Craig movies, or is there an Austin Powers universe with Doctor Evil and what whatever was set up there that's enough to support more? stories there that aren't necessarily a direct spoof of something else. Okay, this might be a weird initial thought to kind of just get the ball rolling on this, but what if you regulated Mike Myers just to playing Dr. Evil or Fat Bastard or whoever else he wanted to be and you had somebody else in the Austin Powers role? So you're saying a a crystal skull like handoff of the uh, the Austin Powers? Mm, potentially a little bit, yeah. I mean, what they could do is they could do what a lot of people thought the Bond movies were going to do until they the the last movie essentially killed this idea mm. was that the name James Bond is a code name, and everyone we've seen has existed up until now. Oh, that's been that's been bantied about for decades as far as, well, you know, is this the same guy? Is it a code name? And you've got evidence one way or another in different iterations. So so now we can have the Austin Powers actual code name to where you see Austin Powers Mike Myers handed off to somebody else to play Austin Powers modern day. I, I don't know. I already feel like 10 minutes in, we're spinning our wheels as far as like <laughs> saying this shouldn't be done. I, I think Austin Powers maybe should just be left alone. <laughs> I don't about, know. I guess about the only way I could see you doing this if you wanted to come in with a different actor or something. Um, the, the Austin Powers series was kind of an aggregate. They just took lots of imagery and ideas and stuff like that to make the jokes for each of the movies and kind of cobbled that together that way. Um, now, good idea or bad idea, I'll just put it out there. You could, one direction you could go if you wanted to try to redo this, is have them spoof either just a very specific era or period of movies or just like one-on-one movies. That gets into a larger debate that maybe that's where this episode should actually head, is whether or not, if Austin Powers could come back as a sequel, what can we do to restore the glory glory days of the parody film Hmm. that was back with Airplane and Naked Gun and Top Secret that we're now in the world of date movie and epic movie and <laughs> scary movie kind of kicked that new trend off where it was the balancing act between 
well, we're sort of in that Zucker Abram Zucker world where, and and all quite honestly, Zucker Abram Zucker died in the nineties too. They did a bunch of stuff with Leslie Nielsen that was yeah. Awful. They they pulled off a couple of those hot shot movies, and then did they were they the ones behind the scary movie three? Was that them, or was that just one of them? I think just one of them came in okay. and did that. Okay. Because, yeah, you had the Titanic thing and other spoofs with Leslie Nielsen, yeah, that, like, nobody really paid much attention to. Because it started to do that, here's the specific movie in pop culture that we're going to rip off, and let's just do nothing but that. And, I, you know, I digress because... You know, actually, Mel Brooks was the originator, it seems like, of... With yeah, I was going to say, I'm suddenly having flashbacks of Dracula dead and loving it with that statement that you just made. Oh, God. <laughs> or Men in Tights. That was what was so brilliant about Airplane, Top Secret, Naked Gun. They were simply spoofs of an entire genre. They weren't just... Here's a scene from this movie. Remember it? I mean, they got there a little bit in one of the subsequent Naked Gun movies where they mm-hmm. did the spoof on... I remember they did the spoof on Ghost. At the, oh, yes, at yes, the yes. Pottery yes. Wheel. And that was like one of the first times we saw that. Like, ah, it's from a popular movie. But it was such a minuscule throwaway part of the movie that you didn't worry too much about it. Whereas you've got Blazing Saddles is about all the westerns, Young Frankenstein is about all the old ancient horror movies, and Airplane is just about the disaster films of the 70s, Naked Guns about all the cop movies. So, you know, sort of bring it back to Austin Powers just because that was kind of a spoof on the entire spy genre, not just Bond. Okay. Uh, Can it be done again? I'm going to back you up there. Under that umbrella and that type of thinking, when we say the rest of the spy genre, what else are we including in that? Well, that's what I mean. Bond is the granddaddy. God only knows. There were so many spinoffs of Bond. But I guess you really can't say that. I guess you can just say Bond, period. I mean, there's some Peter Sellers stuff in there, I guess. Yeah, I'm like thinking in like Flint. (laughs) Yeah. That's his uh, favorite movie, man. <laughs> but yeah, as far as like other spy series, I don't know. You'd almost just have to go into like Tom Clancy and that kind of stuff. I mean, that might open it up a little bit for you. But I think this is why maybe people gravitated to Austin Powers and why now I backtrack on what I just said. There might be a there could be an opening for it because Austin Powers is such a unique thing. They had some parody things in there, but it was such not a parody. It was its own story, I guess. Yeah, they were they were still trying to tell a story. They were still trying to have characters. I mean, Austin Powers basically has a character arc in every one of the movies. Yeah, and Doctor Evil is basically Blofeld, but by mm-hmm. middle of movie two, he's his own character. Yes. So yeah, and it's not just a scene for scene kind of thing. I mean, they'll have certain environments or certain characters like Frau Farbissima and stuff like that that uh, they'll they'll play off of. But the most yeah, no, the they they, they did create their own world out of all of that. I I think there is a strong argument for it. 
So then I think that it could be brought back with Mike Myers involved and maybe handing off to somebody else. Or, you know, we could just say it could just be a a one-time thing, come back and do it, but you can't wait too much longer because then our our rule of 10 years plus comes into play, which it already is. Yeah. (laughs) You're going too long. You you can never go home again, Oatman, but I guess you can (laughs) shop there. All right. Well, let's let's put it this way. We've obviously had a few more things happen in the Bond series. Um, they were, again, very much rooted, I think, in kind of the more classic Bond of the 60s, 70s, and even 80s um, kind of films. Some shades there of some of the 90s stuff, not, not too much. Could you do something with the more serious, realistic take that they have tried to take with the actual Bond series for Austin Powers. Is there some way to capitalize on that to keep, even if it's just one film, to keep it interesting and fun? I don't think that's what Austin Powers was about. Austin Powers was about the different time zones exploring. I mean, you were in, you know, he had the 60s mentality in the late 90s. The second movie, he was in the 60s. And then they did the whole Moonraker thing where he's in the space station or whatever. Or Moonbase Alpha. That's right. But then the third one, you're in the 70s. Yeah, you're in the 70s. So you could almost do Austin Powers in the 80s now where he's like a growing, an aging hipster who is suddenly transported to the 80s and has to be a, a, a spy then and... Suddenly you see Austin Powers trying to go to the gym or something like that to to bulk up since we've got Schwarzenegger-Stallone comparisons. Did did you like the time travel aspect that they had? I mean, it's so integral to all three of these movies, but did you like the time travel aspect of it, of being able to put this character in different eras or... Yeah, and that's the whole point, and that's why I... I I mean, I always gravitate to try and time travel stuff. It's always fun, but that's... That's the whole point of the character. The whole character's out of time. So that there's no reason not to. What if we sent him to the future? You could do that, but I don't I don't know cuz then you fall into the back to the future problem of spending too much time trying to predict what the future's like and Well, I mean like a few years into the future beyond the point that the movie is actually in. You wouldn't have to make too big of a stretch that way. Well, yeah, you just right. Otherwise, we're going to be all putting money on the cubbies. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Jaws 19. <laughs> <laughs> Although we are getting a Rocky 5000 or whatever sure. here. So. Well, I think it would just work as a standalone where you start now. He's mm-hmm. obviously older. You have to address that. Everyone can be older. But then you just have him... You could do one of two things, I think. You could either send him back to a specific time for whatever he has to do, and he's now working with Dr. Evil, and Dr. Evil is reformed, whatever, and now they're facing off against Scott Evil could be the big bad, like he was supposed to be. Do we want to bring Scott Evil back in that way? Well, he ended Goldmember as the Darth Vader bad guy in the chair. Yeah, but you've you've had enough time pass. I mean, is that something that we actually would have wanted to see, or did we just like Scott Evil going back and forth with his dad verbal the verbal sparring i think you could actually honestly have now go with me here before i piss everybody off but I, <laughs> you could actually have some fun with the modern day threat 
instead of the Cold War threat, now you've got the modern-day terrorism threat. Okay. And you could actually have some sort of fun with that, with, you know, the Middle Eastern terrorist stereotype in there and having it be, you know, somebody's more barbaric than even Dr. Evil was or, or something. So it even surprises him as they're they're trying to fight it. But obviously there has to be some sort of comedic twist, and this is all just spitballing off the top of my head. And it's not coming from a racist head, I promise you. It's just simply coming from a dealing with the modern and the now, because the first movie you're dealing with post-Cold War, second uh, Austin Powers, you're going back into the 60s, and it was just a comedic romp dealing with the Cold War at the time. And then the third one was just dealing with... <laughs> The Dutch, because we hate the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing I can't stand. It's the Dutch. It's the Dutch. Yeah. And you can well, and um, interestingly enough, well, what did the last uh, official Bond movie do? They were kind of playing off the structure of the Dark Knight and everything like that. But again, this idea about terrorism and terrorist threats and... Um, yeah, not knowing who to trust and uh, all of that. So, yeah, I, I think there's definitely precedent in the series that you're spoofing already there. They have gone into that territory. So you could have Dougie Evil switch, go back <laughs> into... Because he's Dougie! He can go back into his old ways and think, oh, I could start my own independent terror cell where I'm going to ask for one gazillion dollars or something. <laughs> one hundred billion gazillion gajillion dollars. And you just, you have the dichotomy between what his old ways of thinking about an evil organization versus an ISIS comparison of today. And you could play off of that where he's just... The evil organization who wants to take over the world with a nuclear bomb and and money, and he's facing up against religious zealots who want to take us back to the seventh century, uh, and he can't pay them off or or something like that. And, so when he kind of gets over in over his head, and he needs Austin to bail him out, is that kind of what you're thinking? Or? Yeah, and you could also you could you could do one. That's what I was saying earlier. Is you could do one of two things. You could either because you have to have the time travel component that's part of the fabric of these movies. Mm -hmm. You could either send him to one point in time or you can Bill and Ted it and have uh, Dr. Evil and Austin going through different points in time, uh, you know, going back to the 7th century or, or medieval times or, or whatever. And you can just make it a man, a complete man out of time story by just slipping in and out of different time zones and time frames and everywhere and the the joke can be everywhere he goes austin powers never fits in unless he's in 1968 <laughs> i mean it's the only place he fits <laughs> so, in is 1968 so we literally end up just getting the character back where he started by the end of it it's like this is where he's meant to be and that's how you kind of wrap things up for the series and for the character yeah, as you can actually put a bow on it. As he gets there, you don't freeze him, and you just shoot Dr. Evil out of the sky or something, and then Austin just goes on to live a normal life in the 60s. And eventually we have like a, a Harry Potter-like prologue where we see him in modern day talking to his grandchildren or something like that. Uh, in a, or he's in a nursing home. It's like Professor X and Magneto. It's him and Dr. Evil 
playing chess at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always try to take over the world when 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 we just we can just take over this chess set. But yeah, I, I think you, there's without getting into any specifics because I can't think of any. I, I would think that doing a Bill and Ted's like thing where they skip around in time could be as fun as just seeing him going back and forth from one time to the other. And we've already introduced the time travel. You might as well just go ahead and live it up and just embrace it fully. And you know, if you want to have some sort of overarching theme, if as much as you can, do a goofy comedy. And Jay Roach kind of loves themes to his movies. You can say, "Hey, it, it, Austin Powers is just a man out of time, everywhere but his own time." So the lesson is: just live in the now, man. Just be who you are. Don't worry about any before and after. Just be who you are. Deal with the problems of the time and live it out. Yeah, I mean that would that would work, and like we said, that wouldn't be taking it too far. You wouldn't be looking to do a bunch of new sequels or anything like that. It's just kind of a fun little one-off. Revisit the world, revisit the characters, go on a little adventure, and tie it up and put the character back in his original environment, and go. We're good. And have Will Ferrell come back as Mustafa, who's now, of course. Who's now running like ISIS. <laughs> I am going to kill you now. <laughs> you have taken my arms. You've taken my legs, Dr. Evil. You've not taken my heart. I will kill you. I actually like him as the villain. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> I like that better than Scott Evil being the villain. Well, Scott can always just be on the side getting screwed or something. Yeah, it's some, something for he's, him. You he's can, been trying to run Dr. Evil's organization, but it just is a failure. It, yeah, or or Scott's the one who gets them hooked up with the zealots or something, yeah. You see, Scott, <laughs> when you took over the organization, I didn't want you to go and buy a bunch of bad credit rated mortgage backed securities. You, you see what you did? You see you see what you did in two thousand eight? Yeah, it just doesn't work, does it, Scott? No. You don't get it. <laughs> you don't. The financial collapse was all Scott. <laughs> it was all Scott evil. There you go. You just you just don't get it, do you? <laughs> we we make the economy run by ransoming for a million dollars at a time. There's lots of different ways that you can go with it, I think, and Still make it funny, still make it relevant. Give Mike Myers his comeback from, yeah, the love guru. Has he done anything? He directed a documentary recently. I remember listening to him on some interview, was either uh, Mark Maron's podcast or Nerdist, where he talked about doing a, a documentary. Okay. Uh, and then he was on the SNL 40th anniversary, and it's the only time oh. I've seen the guy. <laughs> Yeah, I you know, good for him for taking a break and everything. I think I think that's fine. But yeah, it'd be nice to see uh, closure or yeah, him do one last you know fun performance type of thing. So, or he got his mojo back. So there's got to be some Austin Powers kid out there. Oh gosh, he could be inundated with kids. Hear that? That could or, be a reason for him jumping into the machine time machine. <laughs> no, I have to There's stop. There's like forty this. of them running at him all of a sudden. <laughs> I know what I have to do. I have to. I gotta go home to the sixties, man. 
I gotta go back and give my younger self a vasectomy, man. Yeah, that's how you do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's many different ways to go. I mean, it, I, it's growing on me here in the last ten minutes as far as actually wanting to see now a fourth Austin Powers movie with these guys. We're get we're getting so much of that right now. Uh, you know, born movies are going back to with Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass after they skipped out for a while. And we saw with Anchorman 2, well, Will Ferrell didn't exactly skyrocket after that to all his other movies. So they went back to Anchorman 2 and hell, Jim Carrey needed something. Let's go back to Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to strike the record on those last two. <laughs> Let's just not talk about those movies. That's as much as I want. To <laughs> but yeah, he could. There was a good uh, question floated on another podcast about what actor would you love to see come out of retirement right now, and they mm. picked the low hanging fruit of well, I'd love to see Gene Hackman or Sean Connery or Warren Beatty, and I thought I'd go with Rick Moranis or Mike Myers. Because they're essentially, for all intents and purposes, they're in retirement. They are. And it then becomes a debate. Between those two, do you want to see, it's Rick Moranis in the new Ghostbusters and Mike Myers in the new Austin Powers? Or is it, should they do something new? I mean, there's a debate right there because you you have a, a, a sports analogy. You have... Well, the guy had his heyday when he was a player, and now have him come back and tip his cap and remember the good times. Can or, it be both? Or can he come back like Manny Mota at 59 <laughs> and play again? Well, I, I think uh, I think you could have either of them just do kind of some small things and kind of get just back out there and people shaking their heads and going, yeah, I miss seeing these people. And um, yeah, you could easily give them... Uh, kind of the comfort food, something that they're familiar with, so like an Austin Powers 4. And if they wanted to, uh, they could, you know, why, while that's out there getting released or whatever, they could be working on a couple other projects just for the heck of it. You know, they could, they could pull the old uh, Kevin Costner. It's like Which, Kevin Costner disappeared for years, and then all of a sudden, a couple years ago, he was in all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and as soon as I said that, I started the floodgates in my brain started opening. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he needs a hit. I'm going to be Terminator again. And Yeah, I love to Terminator. Bruce Willis, you're fall- oh, I'm going to do Die Hard a- a- again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Johnny Depp, you're falling on hard times. Let's go do another Pirates of the another Caribbean. Another Pirates movie, yes. Jesus. Oh, Johnny Depp. Everybody's just going back to the well and so Well, we are it. we are in the era of branding and yeah, just oh well this worked before and people know it, so we'll crank out eight more Transformers movies. Well, I hate to say it, but a good model to follow it seems so weird out of all of the different options to choose in this category of who... The Fast and the Furious? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm talking about something where it's an actor actress trying to reclaim what was their glory role in a modern-day sense. And I think, honestly, it's Stallone 
pulled it off with Rocky Balboa and Rambo, the one-two punch he did in like 06, 07. Those were, I mean, for what they were. For the series of movies that they were involved in, I will say unabashedly, they were great movies because they did exactly what was necessary. They grew the character, but they did not spend a whole lot of phantom menacing time. Of, <laughs> hey, look, there's sand people. Woo, you like them, don't you? Hey, look, there's Jabba the Hutt. You love him. Well, there he is. Let's move on. What, what about something like Birdman? Yeah, Keaton. He does Birdman because, well, he was Batman. Now again, it's it's a breakdown of breakdown of it, but it's still oh, excuse me, it's still along those same lines of coming back to something that's familiar, almost like as a foot in the door to get us get him back into doing other things. So, yeah, I mean, Rick Moranis and the new Ghostbusters could work, and. I think what we've said here, Austin Powers could work. It, it, I, it always all comes down to the screenplay. But I think there's enough time that has passed. Because I, I think Austin Powers is a little bit different than those other ones where time passed. Well, yeah, I was going to say, what what can't they do with this? I, I think the thing was is that something like Dumb and Dumber, they either had to do a sequel within five years or never. Mm-hmm. And Anchorman didn't really need a sequel, or it could have just been like a series of films, period. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't. That just screamed out for unnecessary because it was all just based on a joke of 70s reporters. And then suddenly, like we just talked about, parody or not, you have to create a world for your characters to exist in. And the world of or at least some level of coherence, my God. Yeah, the world of Ron Burgundy, nobody cares. It was all based on a a bunch of jokes and a joke about 70s newsmen, whereas Austin Powers created its own universe to go back into. But I think what happened was in pop culture at the time, you almost had to get it washed out of your mouth, so to speak. You had to get that taste out of your mouth of inundation with everyone walking around going, yeah, baby, and right, Dr. Evil. Doing all of that had to get flushed out of the system of pop culture so that now it could probably be welcomed back without too much of like, oh, God, again? Yeah, and there might be some advantages to the fact that uh, Mike Myers hasn't made anything or kind of been out of the public eye for quite a while here, too, because, yeah, like you said, there's been kind of a cleansing, so to speak, of the system, and uh, people could look back on that stuff more fondly than if they tried you know, two, three years after the last movie came out to do something with it. I think, yeah, you would have just had that kind of audience fatigue built in at that point. It's just like, yeah, we okay, we got it. <laughs> Yeah, but but that's the problem that you could easily slip into. Same, seen it before, done it again. That's always the danger with going back into projects like this. Especially since we've talked about it ad nauseum here. Comedy sequels, they never work. <laughs> I mean, I like Goldmember and I like The Spy Who Shagged Me, so maybe they're proofs that... You know, it can work when you explore things, but has Austin Powers' universe been explored too much? I think what we've figured out here is just by talking it out, I don't know if it has been explored as much as it could be to mine comedy. Just as long as it's 
there's some there has to be some growth in the character, I guess is what we're saying. Yes. You you can't have a dumb and dumber two where the two guys are exactly the same. No, or, the character needs to change and evolve. I think you can do a lot more with kind of since you've got it already built in there, like you said, the time travel. Um heck, you could even have like you know, most of these Bond movies, you've got multiple Bond girls in there. Have have some fun with that. Have bring back all the Bond. Talent. Bring back all the Bond girl, all the there power girls. Bring yeah. back Elizabeth Hurley and Heather Graham and Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, you know, play with that. Have one be the femme fatale and have one be the girl that he ends up with at the end of the movie. Play around with that. There, there, there are plenty more things. Uh, in the Bond zeitgeist that you could take advantage of and have some fun with. And I think if you wanted to do the serious route in a comedic way, Austin Powers could be 10 years on in the modern era and he's lost his 60s shagadelic thing. He's sure. just, he, I mean, in fact, he could have like contacts and proper dentistry. Mike Myers wouldn't even need makeup, he would just be. Mike Myers, <laughs> and then Doctor Evil can be reformed, and because that's the way he was at the end of Goldmember. So, right. but he's always itching to get back to it, but he's always pretending. So, yeah, just because it's a comedy, don't think you have to keep one note. If you grow the characters and make the story different enough, people will go along with you. <clears throat> Dumb and Dumber Two, Anchorman Two, <laughs> Hangover Two and Three. Stop it. People love that. Remember? Well, let's do it again. No. Grow your characters. Yeah. If you never give the audience anything new to come back for, why would they come back? Well, because Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels are 20 years older. Isn't that funny? They're older? Yeah. And they're telling worse jokes and... Crickets chirping? And apparently engaging in a type of lechery we never saw with these characters in the original one so uh yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's the pitfall of comedy sequels but i think they pulled it off with the three original austin powers they grew it just enough things did mm-hmm. change he did adapt a little bit yeah but i think if you flat out advanced 10 years in the story to where everyone has changed so greatly but there's still hints of who they are in there, I think it could be serious fun to where you're not playing up the same. Okay, it's the same character, Austin Powers. It's the same Doctor Evil. Uh, fat bastard could be a, a health club instructor now or something. Yeah, he's, he's gone 180 degrees the other direction. <laughs> well, they kind of were playing with that a little bit, uh, didn't they? Have that little throwaway scene with him being on the subway diet or something. Yeah, 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 and he lost all his weight, but the excess skin. But I, right. you know, he, oh, you want you have gluten in that. <laughs> I take away your gluten, and yeah, advance the characters, advance the plot, advance the story, and then make it funny based on that. And I think Austin Powers Four could work. Agreed. Yeah, baby. Shagadelic is what it is. Zapat. Oh, wait. Are you going to squirt a tear? <laughs> what's, what's that? Are you going to squirt uh, No, no, I'm not going to. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Bert Bacharach. The world needs now. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Episodes can be downloaded on iTunes or at EnceladusLiterary.com. All right, zip it. You, don't, you can't even zip it. But Look, all ladies and gentlemen of the jury, exhibit A. Opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect those of Enceladus Literary. Number two, would you please back up? Look, I'm zippy long stockings. I can't when a problem comes along. You must zip it. Zip it, girl. From Zippy to I, in the world. Nita, here, what all? Subtitle. Zippy. I'm just trying to. Would you like to have the suckle of my zipper? I want you to stop. Oh, man. You know what we're gonna do. Okay, but ah! Dr. Evil! Let me make you a deal, alright? You get the motto, you keep your money, and I'll get your baby. Right. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, ribs. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, baby back, ribs.